Espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Son nos sentimos. Por mucho desgosto podamos tener valores más altos se levantan. Valor más alto que se levanta en términos futbolísticos chama-se Good evening. Welcome to Ukendime Pista Podcast, number 53, Game, Set, and Match. Cliff's on. Cliff's gone. Um, title has been decided today, about four or five hours ago. Title's done. Um, Benfica gave us a heart attack today as well. Uh, today we'll cover Benfica 1, Porto 1 on Thursday, a game that could have given us a little bit of hope to steal second place, but... I don't think that's going to happen anymore. We'll talk about National uh, 1, Benfica 3 today um, at the Madeira Stadium. Benfica made it difficult on themselves, but somehow they managed to pull it off. Um, play a little game at the end. Keep 3, sell 3, buy 3. Hope you guys prepared for that. But uh, basically the concept is think of it as like a keeper league that you would do in fantasy. Of the squad that we have today, which 3 would you automatically keep? Which 3 would you sell? And who would you buy? Um, and then if we have a little bit of time, we'll talk about um, the controversy that's surrounded Luis Vieira this week, which is not great, but we'll, we'll chat about it. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of green and white visitors in the chat today. I'm sure they'll come out of their hiding hole and give us some of their feedback and their thoughts. So um, starting off with uh, Thursday's game, classical. Benfica won, Porto won. Played with the three at the back again. Uh, Elton in goal, Otamendi, Vertonghen, Verissimo, Diogo, Pizzi, Weigl, Grimaldo, Everton, Sef, and Rafa. Uh, Pizzi playing in the middle. Um, a game that Benfica, I would say, played for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then as soon as we scored the goal, I feel like we just sat back and played scared. And then in the last seven, ten minutes, it was basically like a free-for-all. Like It was basically like on one end to the other end, there was like no midfield, it was complete chaos. There were two goals taken away, a penalty taken, two penalties taken away, right? One goal taken away. I don't even remember this so many. One goal taken away, two penalties taken away, complete chaos. Um, But when you look at the stats, Befiga got smashed. Um, 15 shots against three even though Benfica got three on target and Porto only got two, but possession-wise, 56 to 44, Porto had more possession. Uh, Porto had less fouls, um, 11 corners against seven, so it wasn't it wasn't a great game. Um, Kenny, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, I was I was on vacation watching that game, and um, so I, I probably had a little bit of, of drinking influencing. But I, I thought I thought we actually played pretty well, um, from uh, from what I remember. Um, I mean, all I can just all I can remember is the goal, right? PZ's goal at the end, taken away the sales. 
the sales, I mean, I was, I was ecstatic. I was going crazy. And then, um, you know, unfortunately it didn't count offsides. It's just, uh, you know, I, I was really riding that second place. We, I, for me, we, we needed to win that game and I thought we had done it. And then, um, oh man, just what a disappointment. So it is what it is. I mean, pretty much season's over. It's, I mean, there's really nothing much. I mean, I guess we still have the Tasa Portugal to play for. Um, so we have that to look forward to. But season-wise, today's not really that great of a day. Spartan's out celebrating for, you know, whatever. It's, it is what it is. Oscar? Um, well, this was the game that gave me a heart attack, I think. Um, we, uh, we, it was... Bifiga didn't play that great. Porto didn't play great. I just, uh, you know, I, I remember watching the game. I was with Kenny. So I remember watching the game. And uh, and we didn't, it wasn't many chances to scoring goals. I mean, Bifiga had probably the goal. And then I don't remember anything else other than one play that uh, that we basically fucked up at the at the other end. Uh, but Porto had a few tap-ins they could have had with Taremi. And they didn't take advantage of that. And then we scored that goal. Everton came through, you know. Uh, he's starting to care a little bit more. <laughs> than... I was waiting for it. <laughs> so he's starting to care. He's uh, he's scoring goals. He's playing well. He's uh, he's uh, getting involved. Um, and then the heartbreak at the end, ninety-two minutes. Like you know, that's it's almost like it was it was meant to be. Ninety-two minutes, easy scoring that goal. And I think I probably have never. I I, I the whole resort where I was at probably heard me because I. <laughs> the f word and suck my dick like 20 billion times i'll, I'll scream that on top of my lungs and you sent uh, videos too i yeah i sent videos <laughs> and then at the end it was taken away i'm like how do i unsend a video <laughs> well you can't fucking sound send a video <laughs> so so it was like it was it was almost like history was made to it was made for pz to score that goal and then var took it away it's always var is always doing it's in favor of Benfica for some reason but yeah, I mean, they was taken away. It was it was legit, legitimate. Like you know, the PKs were taken away because of, you know, they were legitimate taken away. Because the goal was offside, so there's nothing we can complain about other than being I, heartbroken. I guess the only thing we we could we could talk about and complain about was Pep's uh, uh, potential second yellow um, that was not given. Probably could. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember what time in the game that happened but that could have that could have like changed. 70th 75th minute more or less 80th yeah. minute. so yeah, that could have probably had, changed that scored their goal already correct it was already 1-1 but th- losing their leader their captain at the back right or they made an impact we could have stuck up the whole wall back there and, and correct held you don't game. know exactly you don't know what's going to happen they again they could have won they could have got a set piece and scored and won right you don't know but, but that's a second yellow correct yeah, I, I don't Percent second yellow. That's the only. That, that, there's no even no question about it. Like there's no way a, a ref either. He's afraid to give the second yellow there. Yeah, but or, or he VAR, just doesn't. VAR, VAR didn't care there. Well, VAR, VAR can't because it's oh, not a red card. Yeah. The, the only the only interfere is if it's a red direct red. Only, and only if it's only if it's three centimeters offside, they can interfere. Yeah, I guess. Was. What did you guys think of? I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at the plays after the fact. I'm sure that the adult beverages in your in your system didn't help you see the lines fairly well. Um, but I don't know if you guys got to see it after the fact. What did you think of the the offsides um, and and just far in general, right? Like that last goal, right? Like like Oscar said, right? You celebrated like a madman. Um, 
And then, you know, a minute and a half later, they go and check it and it's like, no, no, it doesn't count. Right. So like it takes all the emotion out of the game, right? Like having been on that side of a VAR call and, and having seen all the, the frustrating calls that we've seen up until now, right? There's been good calls. There's been bad calls. And I've always been of the opinion that, right? Like we've complained about it in the past, right? He scored, he's off sides. It shouldn't have counted, right? And now that we have VAR, right, we have the counter argument, which is, well, it takes the emotion out of the game. It takes too long, right? You can't even celebrate not knowing if it's really a goal, right? So like having gone through uh, a few seasons now, right? Like, and having that game, right? Like if you get like, if he gets two penalties, they get called off, right? They score a goal, gets called off. Like it just like anything that could have gone wrong went wrong when it came to decisions. Are you guys still in favor of, of VAR? Do you like it? Do you not? Do you think I, it takes the emotion out? I think I my my thinking on when it comes to that is like if we get international rafts where where the influence from Portugal is not a factor, like from big teams, like from corruption and all that. I think VAR is not needed if the refs are international refs from outside of the country, right? So if refs are from Portugal, then I think VAR is needed because of the corruption that takes place in Portugal. Like we cannot, like if, if there's a ref coming from England to ref a Portugal game, like a, like a Benfica Porto, if he makes a mistake, it's a mistake. We know it's a mistake. You, you don't have that kind of like suspicions that, uh, it, oh my God, look at that. It's an obvious penalty and he didn't call it because of this or because of that. It's 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 almost like a World Cup game, you know. Like you know, it's a mistake because the ref is not they doesn't unless unless it's a team that they say I don't want this team to play my team going forward, and you can see him favoring another team. Then other than that, I think the international refs as a solution and the VAR just takes the emotion away. I I don't I don't like the VAR. I I thought I was gonna like it, but I don't like it. Can you agree? No, I'm on the other side. I I think like I want i want to have the right call i think not being losing a game on a bad call like a, a legit offsides or a, whatever whatever it may be whether it, you know anything like that i still want the right call to be the the right call now it it sucks that it takes the emotion out of a goal because you have to review it especially in the, you know in the uh extra time it sucks but i'd rather it be the right call than you know, lose a game or win a game on a bad call like that. That's, I think, more demoralizing than waiting a couple of minutes to, to find out if the, if if it's a legit goal or not. But I do think that VAR needs a, a like a big overhaul. Like it needs to change. There needs to be um, I don't know what kind of changes, but it definitely needs to change uh, because it's not it, it's not put in the right place. Like it's not being utilized to, to its full capabilities. So, so, and it comes to the goal from Porto, uh, from Benfica, right? VAR did everything correct. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why it, it, it's not as it's not as demoralizing. Yeah, we scored, we celebrated. It sucks that it it took you know it took our sales away because it what. But you go and look back. It's I mean, it's it's an offside goal. When, when do you? I know the 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 place has to be at the beginning of the play, right? That offside is before the offside. You know, it's it's like like a play before the PZ gets the ball, right? So like like uh, today's game, today's game, there was a foul that happened in the other ha half of the field, right? And then we scored, and we come back, and we have to review the foul at the beginning of the play. How far back do you go? Like yeah, uh, that's that's what I. It mean. has to go back, so it either goes to a stoppage of play, or a change of possession. 
So if right. Nacional had gotten the ball and then lost it and we had scored, then they wouldn't have gone back to that foul. Right. So like, but what if Benfica has a ball, but like the polls of Barcelona has a ball for like 10 minutes straight. They go back to the 10, to the first minute. Until, to, yeah. Until the play is basically just, there's a change it, of possession. It's just, it's just. Sporting had one taken away. Maybe at the beginning, either this season or it might have been last season. I remember Paul complaining about it that they went back like a minute and a half to call the foul, and I don't remember the exact play, but they must have either not lost the possession of the ball or, or there wasn't a stoppage of play. But that's the rule basically today, right? If there's no stoppage in play or change of possession, they basically have to go back and, and analyze that entire play. But even today, and we'll talk about it after. I thought they got the call right, but. Um, in terms of the VAR, um, right? Like I'm with Kenny, right? Like you want the right call, whether it's against you or not, right? At the end of the day, you want them to make the right call. But when it comes to the offsides, right? Like you always see these, I don't know if you guys saw, but Tottenham, for example, uh, got an offsides called this weekend. And literally like, I can't see from the lines how the hell they called it offsides. Like his shoe looks like it's in line. And I don't know if you guys have seen, but like Arsene Wenger has proposed changing the offside rule, for example, to as long as a part of your body that you can legally score with is onside, then the offensive player is onside, right? So if your head's off, but your legs are behind the defender, right? You're on instead of playing this like fucking three centimeters, nine centimeters bullshit. Like it's fucking tight. I kind of, I kind of agree with that. And, uh, unless, unless the ref, raises a flag right the sideline raises a flag Correct. but the sideline lets it go and and they have to go to var var should intervene i agree with, with, with what he says it should intervene unless it's like uh off by you can see a, a part of your like you can see a line to the, the defender and the and the off- offensive player right i kind of agree with that i never thought about it that way but i agree that way it takes away from like the okay it's a close call and var is not going to ruin a celebration yeah, like the ones that we've seen, right? Like the fucking tips of their shoes. I think Liverpool got one called offsides with them. Like one of the players, like their ass was offsides, right? Like, but the rest of their body's on, right? So you're losing like fucking three centimeters and you get called offsides. Meanwhile, the rest of your body is on, mm-hmm. right? I think you're 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 picking at straws there. I don't, Kenny, do you, what do you think about that? No, I agree. I agree. And those are the type of changes that need, need to happen. And, and I think they will. I think eventually like VAR will keep changing um, and, and there's going to be rule changes that, that will make VAR better. I, I think it's, it's necessary. Um, and, and I think, uh, I mean, that's my, my opinion on it. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember much of the game, but who would you guys have voted for best of the or MVP of that game on Thursday? Uh, I would go with Everton. I, th- I thought uh, <laughs> Everton's been playing well uh, as of late, uh, finally living up to a little bit of the expectations. Um, I thought he had another good game today too. So, um, yeah, I, I would give it to him. Oscar? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, Everton, I, to me, played, you know, he was involved. He, he, he took players on. He scored that goal. He, uh, he did exactly what we thought he was going to do when he came in. I would say I'm going to go opposite here. Um, from Befica, the only person for me that, apart from Everton scoring the goal, um, I think the only other person that stood out for me was in the last five minutes, Darwin coming in and just on that left side, causing all sorts of havoc with his speed. But for me, the MVP of the game 
was Uribe from Porto. That guy, I think I texted you guys. Oh, but I, thought, I thought you were talking about Benfica players. I can't, I can't. I literally wouldn't pick anyone. from. For me, like, apart from the goal, I wouldn't pick anyone that, for me, like, stood out. Like, even looking at goal point rating, right? Like, Elton 5.3, the back line. 5.4, 5.5, 5.6, Diogo 5.2, PZ 4.9, Weigel 4.1, Grimaldo 5.9, Everton got a 6.3, PZ 4.9, Seth 5.0, PZ managed to get less than Seth, and Rafa 5.2. Like for me, I can't think of anyone else that stood out for Benfica in that game. Like it, again, I, for me, after the goal, Benfica just completely sat back and, and defended. George Jesus said that Benfica played good. I don't know what game he saw, but I sure as hell didn't see the same game as him. But for me, I texted you guys, but Uribe for me is the midfielder that Benfica is crying out for. Box to box, dude's a workhorse. He gets into the box. Um, he'll defend. He, you know, we've seen him earlier this season. You know, I think it was against Muradins, clearing balls off his own goal line. Like the dude is just all over the fucking place. And he was a, a monster again against Benfica. And he got the goal, which was a comedy of errors. Yeah, see that goal, that goal that he scored. Yeah, got up on that left side <laughs> and annihilated by who's Mario, by the way. Who's I've never heard of that guy, Joao Mario. I think his name is. Yeah, and, and he uh, completely just took him, and and there was set up looking at the sky, like legit, like that goal should never happen, especially with a, 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 a Terapta is a, is a defensive, he plays in the midfield. He should be, he is, he's, he should be taking on those players, meaning like defending those players. But no, he that's just, not his. That's not his persona. He's not very good at, at defending. Um, all right, let's jump over to today. Benfica or Nacional Benfica. Um, a game that I don't know. I know, Kenny, you didn't get a chance to watch it. It's tough with these midweek games and fucking one o'clock kickoffs. Yeah. Um, but, Oscar, I don't know what you thought, but watching this game reminded me exactly of Meritimo Benfica last year when Bruno Lage got sacked. Like, it was just a team looked so disjointed. They looked completely lost. Um, and and we'll talk about, you know, what you guys think. And, and I'll leave that question for Kenny. But we moved to a back four, right? So Diogo was suspended because of yellow cards. Gilberto comes in. Lucas Rissimo, Atamendi, Nuno Tavares. Nuno Tavares comes in for Grimaldo. Um, the guys on TV were saying that JJ may have been thinking of their weekend game against Sporting. I don't know. Um <laughs> Nuno Tavares hasn't played in forever. I can't remember the last time he played, at least from a starting point. He may have come in once or twice as a sub, but I can't remember, honestly. Um, Sedvi comes in on the left. Weigl, Chiquinho in the midfield. Pedrinho on the right. Seth and Valschmidt. So he made six changes. Um, two of them he had to make. Four were just changes that he decided to make. So a big change in the in the lineup. Um, again, I was very surprised Weigel for me almost looked like Tarap. Like he literally couldn't make a pass. Like we always complain about Tarap pass efficiency being terrible. Weigel looked like if he had put a Tarap jersey on today, I would have thought it was Tarap. Like he literally couldn't fucking complete a pass. It was pissing me off. Um, Sedvi looked completely lost on the left side. Um, but one thing that he does do is he, is he works his balls off. But, uh, you know, he, he just looked so disconnected from everything that they were supposed to be doing. JJ was yelling, yelling at him at one point in the first half saying that he was hiding from the ball. Uh, he was like, <laughs> like it was really loud. Um, 
you know, and, and Seth is Seth again. We'll talk about that goal that he missed and the guy scored for him. Um, Walshmit again failed to really impress for me. Um, and Elton was a monster for yeah, me. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, Oscar, I'll start with you. What, what were your thoughts about this game today? This game had it's not the first time this season two halves. Uh, the first half where we didn't look like a, a team that has ever played together. I don't know what team is Jesus putting together for the whole uh, what is it 30, 30 jornadas in, and uh, and he hasn't figured out how to play a team, put a team together because this team making those changes it looked like absolutely lost. It looked like they've never played together, they've never practiced together. It was embarrassing to watch the first half, legit embarrassing. And if Messi now went up to zero, I would have been surprised. Um, it was. They should have, if not for Elton. Elton had an awesome save at the at the end, uh, towards the end of the first half. So, I just it was disappointing. First half, I thought this. I want to hear the excuses we're going to use later on. <laughs> we've heard the COVID excuse. We've heard the the players got injured excuse. We've heard that we didn't have enough time to practice together. So towards the end of the season, we have all our players up but two because they're punished, and we're losing to Nacional, getting destroyed by Nacional, which is in last place going to second division. Like, what's the excuse now? Like, I wanted to know what excuse Jesus wanted to use at this time. We ended up turning the game around second half with a, with PZ coming in, um, uh, Everton, uh, Darwin coming in, um, and I believe it was... Who was Grimaldo. Grimaldo. Ramos. But Gonzalo Ramos was more so at the end. But, like, uh, but uh, those guys coming in completely changed the game in our favor. Um, and then there was a different Befica second half. We we created chances. Seth kept missing, which is he does that. Um, and and yeah, it, we turned the game around. And I'm glad that Gonzalo uh, Ramos actually scored some two goals, tap pins, but they were goals, and they they got us a result. So. I mean, tap in. Seth had a tap in, and he fucking managed to bust that up. So Seth, I, I'm telling you, Seth will probably score a bicycle kick before he scores a tap in. Like that's how Seth plays. He's just a guy like that. It's just frustrating. Kenny, I don't know if you – I know you didn't watch the game. I don't know if you saw the highlights. But my question for you is going to say, right, 32nd game of the season or the league, um, when I saw – and I think I said that in the text. Um, when I saw the starting 11, it just called out preseason for me. Right, like preseason in the sense of, all right, I'm going to give you guys a chance to basically prove yourselves with the end of the season coming up. Do I keep you? Do I sell you? Are you going to prove yourself? Um, that's the sense that I got from this game. And I know that the commentators on Sport TV were saying, well, he's probably thinking about the game against Sporting. Like, the fuck cares about the game against Sporting? That's Saturday, right? Like, we're on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. We're playing once a week. Like, if we're thinking about fucking Saturday's game on a Tuesday, I think there's a problem there, right? And again, that's all speculation. That's what the commentators are saying. I don't, I can't imagine that he would think about the Sporting game on Tuesday. Um, but he made quite a few changes and some of these guys haven't featured especially in the starting 11 for a long time and then it was almost like typical jj like i'm going to put it out there knowing that it's going to fail and then i'm going to revert it to what i would have wanted to do and prove that these guys aren't good enough it was almost like he set them up to fail purposely to prove his own point i don't know if what you think about so many changes coming out of that starting 11 yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, obviously we don't know the, the the true meaning behind it, but I would agree with with what you're saying, or maybe even showcasing some of these guys to see if you know a Sadvi can can have a good game or a couple of good games towards the end of the season here to to boost his his uh, value. But 
I would I would think it's more of a tryout, like you were saying, to see if you know any of these guys are worth keeping. Maybe maybe they can show something towards the end of the season. But um, I only did get to see the highlights, and I agree. Late did have some big saves. Um, Everton looked like again. I mean, a little too late, right? I wish I wish he was like this throughout the whole entire season, but um, at least he, he's showing some promise. Um, the Tavares goal that was taken back. I mean, the kid took it from coast to that coast. Was, that was a mistake. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if it's. You know what it reminded me of is like uh, the uh, the Figo goal for Portugal. When remember he, he middle of the oh, field the defender. and yeah. it's the defender and fucking yeah. yeah so Top similar, corner. right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's still a sick goal. But um, I mean, hey, he showed some balls. He took it. I mean, he he took it with pace and, and he took a shot and it went in. Um. Yeah, I mean, I again, I didn't see too much of the game. Uh, from what I heard, you know, they didn't play. They didn't play well at all. But I mean, the result was three one. So it's one of those like you don't see the game three one. Oh, they must have had a good game, and then you come find out yeah. it really wasn't like that. So, um, that that's disappointing. But I guess you know you're playing away at Nacional. It's not an easy location to play at midweek. Guys are probably not. You know, they just came off a of, you know. Uh, uh, kind of an emotional game against Porto too. You know, you you think you won the game at the end, you don't. Now you gotta, you know, it's just you know, it's just probably one of those. Um, what do they call it? What's the word? What do they say in football? Uh, uh, I can't think of the word right now. I don't watch enough football. <laughs> no, it's like one of those games that sneaks up on you. Like you you don't think much of it, and then like it causes you more trouble than than it should have. Uh, I can't think of the word right now. Anyway, somebody in the chat will. Somebody in the yeah. chat will give it to us. Um, uh, trap game, a trap game. That's what, okay. that's what they call it, a trap game. But um, but no, again, Darwin at the end too. I saw the highlight there. Um, those two assists. I mean, I still would like to see him shoot that last one. But and and, and yeah, I, I I'm disappointed he did he didn't take the shot. But at the end of the day, he still got the assist and and he made the right decision, I guess. But I I want to see more confidence from the kid. Um, so yeah. And that was one of my next, I guess, topics for you guys. And Oscar, I'll start with you. Is Darwin against Porto? I thought he came in and, and made a difference um, down that left side, not necessarily centrally, but down that left side. Today, again, I thought he made a difference. And again, I his pace is right. We we know he's got pace. We know he's got strength. We know he can run with the ball. Um, obviously, we've seen at times that he looks like he's got two left feet. Um, a player of his age, again, we've talked about it before with the pressure, with the transfer value, right? All of that shit adds up. Um, but I thought he's looked good, you know, recently coming off the bench. It looks like he seems to be gaining a little bit more confidence today. Again, I think his introduction to the game for me, I think was the biggest changing element because just like uh, Brian Riascos was causing all sorts of problems for Gilberto. Right. Every time they got the ball, they went to him. And every time he got the ball, he torched whoever the hell it was in front of him. And I felt bad for Gilberto at one point because the poor guy must have been like, fuck this dude. I got I got to chase him again, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? And when Darwin came in, we started to play a lot of the ball to him and just playing it in behind and letting him run onto it. And it caused a shit ton of problems for them. Um and I guess I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on that. And right. I know that Gonzalo Ramos scored, you know, two, we can call them tap-ins. Um, 
the f- I think it was the second one. Which one was the one that the goalie like fumbled it in? Was it the first second. one he scored? Second. second one. Second. But I will say, right, one, he was in the right place at the right time. I think I think there that was trying to look for PZ. He may have, because they were both coming in. Yeah, um, a- but on top of that, the first goal that he scores, that ball coming across his body for him to be able to open up his foot and put that in, right? Like a lot of players might not put that away, right? And a kid his age. So my question to you is Seth wouldn't. <laughs> absolutely not especially on his right foot i mean he had an easier one on his left and closer yeah. and he fucked it up um what do you do you could you see a darwin gonzalo ramos duo next season could you see it happening oscar i'll start with you me i don't unless we we see more consistency from either one of them i can oh, shut up paul you loser what a loser <laughs> you're over here you're over here commenting on this. Right, well, go watch like the Portuguese uh, movie. You guys I, are all out celebrating, you idiot. That, that, what a three, loser that kid is. That, that three, three Portuguese, I mean, uh, Spartacuses exist in Milford. Don't have a parade today. Bye bye, no. bye bye, Gaiola. It was quick. It was quick. <laughs> it's, it's like they're probably still dusting off the webs from the shirts. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. All right. So I think Darwin Ramos is potentially a future duo for us young players but i don't think they're ready to become our starters next year i just don't think they they show maturity enough to be that the guy to, to to put those two playing in champions league say say uh darwin doesn't even have the confidence to play against unless you know and score a goal like he, he passes the ball right so we need we need somebody with more of a killer mentality and none of those guys ramos is still too young to be to or even be considered that guy right and and he scored two goals today, two tap ins, let, let's say, but he hasn't shown much during the season when he comes in. So like for us to say, okay, he scored two goals against Nacional, which is last place team in the in the league, went to second division. Let's start him next year, be our main guy. I don't believe it. I don't. I don't see it happening. Okay, Milton in the chat says Darwin with Ramos up front. So it seems like he's on board with that. Kenny, could you see Benfica playing I, I, with? I, I would hope he answers. Like, let's see who the who, why. Oh, he says rest of the season. Rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. Kenny, yeah, can I you mean, can you I, agree I, with that? I I could agree with maybe trying something different. Yeah, for the rest you know, of the season. For the, end, for the rest of the season, because uh, you well, have to. We have to wait. We think about Braga though. We have a Tassa to win. Well, right, right, right. But but I I agree. You know, I mean, we only got what a couple of games left. Yeah. That. Sporting and then yeah so i mean it's it's kind of tough to just you know i would i would like to see a little bit more of it but i don't think next season that that would happen i don't i i see gonzalo ramos probably getting loaned out um darwin's definitely gonna be here he has i mean i just don't i don't see i don't know if that, if ramos will be loaned out i think if he starts playing towards the end of the season a little, little bit more now that we have nothing to play for other than the cup right and he starts showing potential he might, he might trust him for next season, not to be our main guy, our, yeah. our main striker. I don't think, but he, it, it could be as Juan, as Juan Phelps coming through the ranks. You know what I mean? It could be one of those guys like hey, let's show potential, let's give him more time, more time, put him with a guy that somebody with a with a more experience, and then eventually he'll take the starting position like Juan Felix did. So, uh, so I, I see it happening throughout the next season. I don't see them both being the main guys beginning of the season. I don't think yeah. it's too early. They haven't shown any, any, any basically maturity to be to to deserve that. Yeah. And JJ and JJ JJ blocked uh, Gonzalo Ramos from playing from the B team this weekend because he wanted to use him today. Which, when I saw that news, I thought 
great. He's going to block the kid from playing on the B team and he's going to go to national game and play fucking three minutes. Right. And he played maybe more than that, maybe eight minutes, but he scored two goals. Mm -hmm. So it made a difference, but I'm still on the fence on whether JJ actually likes him or not. Right. The times that he's used them have been in garbage games. Um, I agree with you, Oscar. He hasn't really stood out for me in any of the games that he's played with, but in his defense as well, how often has he played with like the core of the players, right? Like of the teams that he's been put into, a lot of those teams have been rotated squads, right? Not the core of the players that are going to give you that creativity and have that fluidity amongst themselves, right? We saw today, even today, we had a decent core of players that have played regularly. And in that first half, they looked fucking terrible, right? Mm -hmm. So as a striker, especially a young striker, you're dependent a lot of what service you get. And if you don't get some service, you're kind of left out to dry, right? And in his case, especially a young player, uh, someone who you know maybe is a little bit hesitant to show show themselves and come to get the ball and want to have the ball at their feet, right? If the ball doesn't get there, you're fucked. Like you're not going to score. And I think he, that's kind of been the downfall for him as well. What, but what, I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, wouldn't you think like Gonzalo Ramos, like his um, spot on the team kind of depends on what happens to Seth. Cause I mean, if Seth stays, I just, I don't see them carrying. I mean, someone's got to go. Do you see it, Seth staying? I don't see Steph staying. Seth well, that's staying. That, I don't, I don't see Seth staying either, but I don't know. I don't know if, I mean, what, are they going to get what they want for him? I don't know. I mean, if, if anyone offers fucking 15 million, I'd, Drive him. Yeah. Fifteen million is a, is a gold mine right there already. No, I don't think they'll offer really fifteen million for him. You don't I think he's don't an international know. Swiss player? Yeah, and what? He's leading scorer in the Portuguese league. Yeah, but but if anybody any kind of scout watches him play, it's like he could have been leading scorer in Europe. He could have. He's league. But that's the thing, right? Like he's even though he missed a shit ton of goals, he scored a shit ton of goals. Right. And like, I get it. He misses a lot of sitters, which is annoying as hell. But to think how many goals he scored still. And don't forget, he didn't start like half the season. Mm -hmm. He only started playing like midway through the season. So don't forget about that. So he's got a lot of goals. He's the leading scorer in the league, having played a significant amount less of minutes. What could have been if he played the whole season, right? For all we know, he could have fucking sucked terribly and not scored as many goals. We don't know that. Right. But I think he has some value. I think he, he has value, but I just don't think he's that sought after. Like, I don't know if, if there's a lot of teams asking about him, like that's I, fair. I, and, and I'm just thinking like, we're going to have a lot of forwards on the team, right? We like Vinicius coming back. If Pinu really does come, like Seth stays, Darwin's here. Like that's there's there's a lot of forwards on the team. I mean, they're gonna have to clean the house somehow. And I don't know if if Gonzalo Ramos makes the cut. Transfer market has Seth listed as the fourth highest market value for strikers in the Portuguese league. Darwin's first with twenty million market value. Paulinho's second, fifteen million market value. That guy's Tademi's third with twelve million, and Seth is fourth with 12 million so i mean even if we got 12 million we got them for free don't forget that oh i'm, so, I'm saying i'm saying I, I mean i'd let him go for like 8 million right but i'm just, i just don't know if there's many clubs knocking on the door for him maybe a german team will come knocking for him 
I don't know. Hopefully he came from there. So maybe somebody will be interested in him or, or one of the teams that comes up from the premier league or from the championship to the premier league looking or to Saudi spend some Arabia. cash. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> if he wants to go there. <laughs> yeah. Milton says 10 to 15. I agree. Even 10, I I'd say 10, we can let him go. Um, in terms oh, of, by the way, I, I won my prediction today, didn't I? You did. You got three to one. You got it right. You might have been the only one that got it right, to be honest. I have to go back and check. You're back in first for sure, because Jay predicted 2-0, so you only got one point. So either you're tied for first or you're ahead by like one point. Um, And Zach Ampus, I don't think he submitted his prediction, so he didn't get any points. Fucking Trafulia. Did you cut off his internet service so he couldn't text me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Prediction or MVPs of this game. Uh, Oscar, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to go to go with the kid. You know, he scored the two goals, got us a win. I'm going to go with Ramos, even though he only played 15 minutes. The first half didn't count for me, anyways. Kenny, based on what you saw, would you pick? Well, ba- based on the highlights, I think I saw more highlights of late uh, making <laughs> saves than of anything else. So I would have to say, I mean, if probably if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have won the game. So I would say late. Yeah, late, late deserves it too. That yeah. was going to be my my pick as well. Goal point has him at six point two. Um, Ramos 7.2, Darwin 7.1, PZ 5.9, Everton 6.7. Um, Grimaldo, I thought, came into the game well, but he was playing as a left winger and not a left back. Um, Chiquinho 5.4, Padrinho, who I thought didn't look good at all, 5.6, Vigo 5.3, Servi 4.7, Seth 5.0, and, and Waldo 5.8. Before we go to the, the next topic, I wanted to get your, your guys' thoughts on on Gilles. I know we gave him a lot of shit at the beginning of the season. He started to kind of come into his own a little bit, started to show something I'd like to say, whether it was a lot or a little, but he was showing something. Um, but he just looks so off of what we need in European soccer. I, I, maybe it's fine for Brazilian soccer. I think I don't watch a lot of Brazilian soccer, but of the games that I watched, I mean, with JJ going to Flamengo and, and Abel going to, uh, Palmeiras, I've watched more Brazilian soccer in the last two years than I've probably ever watched in my life. Um, but it just sh- it, it seems like it's a much slower game. The players are more, uh, they have more tendencies to kind of stand off and give players more space to make those decisions. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys get the same sense, but it just seems like the pace of even the Portuguese league seems to be far too much for Gilberto to be able to even just keep up with the rhythm of it. Um, do you guys agree with it? it? It just seems like a terrible buy. And one of the guys in the WhatsApp chat said today, like, I can't understand what was the selling point for them to want Gilberto, right? And this was a JJ ask, like, what about him stood out that made you want to go sign him? And I think one of the jokes was, is he the brother of that lawyer that JJ supposedly was hooking up with, right? And that's why we went to go sign him. But like, can you guys see anything that tells you that he's capable of playing for me? Like, I can't see anything, right? Like we, we could talk about Everton. We could talk about Darwin, right? Like you can at least say like, okay, I've seen this, right? Like, so you can see there's potential there, right? Like I don't see anything in Gilberto that tells me like there's, there's a player there, right? Maybe he needs a little bit of time or, I can't see. I can't identify anything. I don't know if you guys see it differently than I do. So I, I didn't see the game today, but 
I remember in the beginning of the season, I was critical of him, and then he had a run of games where he was he was defensively um, playing well, – not playing well, but, like, doing enough, right? But that's the thing, right? Doing enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if we're looking for, like, like uh, a quality, like, Benfica player, like a Benfica – I would I would say no he's not he, I don't I don't see that type of player I mean he's no Marcelo you know there's a lot of 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 backs that are Brazilian that have, are great right he's he's not he's not gonna turn out to be one of those guys um so yeah I don't I I would I mean I think we could go without him I don't I don't see why we couldn't be able to find someone in the Portuguese league that could do just as well or if not better but when you say just enough right like so think about the just enough that you're saying, right? And people have been critical of, of Vendor Almeida, for example. I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's the worst. I think he's good enough to to do what he needs to do. But if Vendor Almeida was fit, would you even consider Gilberto? Like, take no. Diogo out of the equation. Would you even consider Gilberto? No. At the good no. enough. There you no. go, right? I think that answers the question, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, would you say, I mean... I don't know how much we paid for him, but what I mean, I don't. I wouldn't mind getting um, Gilberto like as a backup, like you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, you need backups. You need you need you need a starter, and you need a you know someone that can come in and, and fill in or or come in as a sub. I don't think he's that bad of a player that he couldn't come in a game here, a game there, or or even fill in in an in an emergency. But you think about so right? You say a backup. We paid like. Four million for him, or something like that. It wasn't a big price, but and Del made this coming back, right? So unless Benfica goes out and buys a right back this season, right, which we haven't replaced a right back since Nelson Smith left, right? We haven't found a replacement for him. Um, and Del Almeida comes back. We got and Del Almeida, and more than likely, if he's fit, he's probably the starter, unless mm-hmm. Diogo starts, right? So let's say and Del Almeida gets the start. In the event that we need a backup right back, I'm going Diogo all day. Yeah. That's yeah. my backup, right? And then what do you do with Gilles? Yeah, and then look, if, Diogo's the, if Diogo gets converted to a right back and he's the starter, my backup is in Almeida all day, right? So so what do you do with Gilberto, right? And then don't forget, like, we also got uh, Jean Freire, right? If If we're three deep in the depth chart, I'm sure it's all going to give Jean Freire a chance over Gilberto. That's that's my opinion, right? Like if we want to give the youth a chance, right? Not to start, maybe not to be a second option, but like if I'm going to have to go three deep, I'd much rather go get someone from the youth that's been there and knows the club than to go get a Gilberto that hasn't showed me anything that stands out. No, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I'm not saying that Gilberto is is a player that like I'm like wanting to stay, like wanting to be a Benfica, you know, for the long term. but I don't think he's going anywhere next year. I mean, I, I think he's going to be on the team. I think he's going to be, you know, whether we like it or not, whether I just don't think they're going to spend money there. And I think we're just going to keep whatever we have. He's going to be some sort of option, either a utility player or something, you know, someone that just comes in and fills in every once in a while. I, I'm having a hard time comparing him to someone on the team, but like I just feel like he's going to be hanging around next year. Oscar, you've been thinking about this a lot. What do you think? No, I listen. We preach about people not giving, not having like games in a row, and when Gilberto had those games in a row, he played. He played good. He did his part. At some, we had we had games where we gave him MVP. I think I saw that in the comments. 
Yeah, and, Paul said that. And and it's it's true. We gave him MVP of the games. He came through at the beginning of the season. We uh we didn't we didn't think we think of him as trash. And then he had a few games in a row, and he was consistent and he was defensively probably better than Diogo. And he just didn't have that crosses or passes up top that Diogo has, right? So like Gilberto didn't do any, like it was almost like one of those things like Jesus took him out of the, the starting eleven for no obvious reason, right? Like just like like no, wow. there was there was a reason he moved he moved it to the three the three back system and he used Diogo instead, right? Yeah. But but it wasn't not something that Gilberto did wrong. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. No, so so like uh, like. He did. He didn't play bad to come out of the line of the starting eleven. He just changed it up and he used Yogo instead of Gilberto, right? So now Gilberto comes in for one game. He hasn't played in three, four games, and he has a, 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 a off game. That's expected. That's expected. If Gilberto showed to, showed us when he played consistently that he was decent, that he was good enough to play for Benfica, and believe me, Benfica this year. Any any average player can stand out. So, but that's the thing, right? Like, if we want, right? We we saw how poor Benfica was this year, right? And we're talking about right a guy like Gilberto was has done enough, right? Offensively, I don't think he gives us nearly enough as what we would want. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think he's better than what we have, but I also don't think he's great. Um, he doesn't start on any of the top three teams, right? Even on Benfica, he doesn't start on Sporting. He doesn't start on Porto, in my opinion. Does he start on Braga over Zgayu? Probably not. Does he start on Guimarães over Sako? Probably not, right? So, <laughs> right, like, as I go down this list and I start to think about this, right, like, sure, he's good enough, right? But, like, if we want to have a Benfica team, like, we complain about, right? Like, we're not good enough. We average players. We're trash. Right, are the Gilbertos of the world going to be good enough now, even as ask, a second option? I think there's ask, better. I think there's there. We have a question now. Does does Joe Gonzalez start in the top three at right back? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't start. He doesn't start over Porro. No. Does he start over Zanu? Whatever his name in Porto. No. Zanu. On the right is on the right is uh, Menafa. I think he's bet at the beginning of the season. No, but I think overall he's better than Menafa. I don't think so. Both ways. I, I think the only I, I think the only advantage Menafa, in my opinion, is Menafa's faster with the ball and without the ball. But I think Diogo is better going forward with the ball. And defensively, I don't think he's much worse than Menafa is. I think Menafa's advantage is that his pace, uh, similar to like Kyle Walker, allows well, yeah. him to, to get back and recover for his positional deficiencies. Yeah, which that, that we had that with Samir, that we had that right. with... Uh, but he models the same way. Defensively, he's not very good, but offensively, he gives us better output. Right. Um, now, Isgayu, I don't know if he, he's better than Isgayu from Braga. I don't even know in that Saku guy. I don't but I think, I think Isgayu is better defensively right. than, than Menafa. And Saku is, is... I would say Saku is better defensively. Offensively, he's not that good, but he's another guy that's fast as hell. So um, no, no, my he just answered the question though. So you said, so is he good enough to play for Benfica, Diogo Gonçalves? If he's if he's almost as good as to st- almost good enough to start on those other, I teams? think he is because he gives us two options, right? Like I think he's growing into himself, and I think going forward, I don't want him to be our right back. I would love for Benfica to go get a right back in, you know, a good right back because we haven't replaced Nelson Smith since we got rid of him. And Andrade again, I think is good enough, but he's not 
you know, especially coming off a long-term injury, he's going to be far from what he was. So I think Diogo has a has a place in this team further up the field as a right winger, as a front in the front three, right? He's he's got a good delivery of the ball. He's got pace. He gives you the capability of being able to to play with the three at the back and have him play as a wing back. He can play as a as a right back on the back four, right? Gilberto can give you one thing and one thing only, right back. And offensive output is not very good. Sure, he may be stable um, defensively, but that's all. He, he's basically just one-dimensional, whereas Diogo can give you multiple, multiple, uh, I guess, solutions is the way I look at it. Yeah, but we talked about this in the beginning of the, the when we started the pod. Uh, a right back's position is to defend. I know it's a plus given uh, uh, having an offense and uh, crossing the ball and getting yeah, assists, but the 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 priority is to defend. Like right. we can have Grimald because he plays a left back position and his weakness is defending. Like so, like, so, so it's like we got Gilberto to play right back, not to play a winger or a full or or a, or a right back, a right forward. Right, we got him to play as a right back. And that's his position. That's what he's good at. That's what his what he gives us, right? So, like for us to say he's not good enough at crossing the ball or, or giving us assists is it's saying he's not a good winger. Yeah. So, so who would you say who's the better defender out of the three? Defensively. Defensively, the better defender out of. I would say Andre Almeida. Andre Almeida is okay. more experienced. But even but even think about Andre Almeida, right? How many assists did he get? No, that's different. But that's that's fine, and and that's that's my number one option too. But as a right. defender, who who's a better defender? For me, Andre Almeida. But Mike, you have oh, to between the two, yeah. But Andre, I would say, I would say, between the two, I would say Gilberto is a better defender. But I would yeah. say Diogo is the better all-around player. Milton Milton said it earlier. For the system with the three backs, Diogo is a better option. Okay. For the system with four backs, Gilberto is a better option because the position of a right back on a four back is is defending, right? But when it comes to three backs, and like like we, we talked about PZ in the midfield, once we have three backs and we push those two guys up, PZ will do better because he has help in the midfield to, to defend, right? So like so we, we, we're basically here arguing two different things. Like Gilberto is a better defender for one system, and Diogo, uh, Diogo um, Gonçalves is better for another system, which is going to attack you more. And I get that, like defending is their first priority, right? But football is not like it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago, right? Like your right back and left back, even in a flat four, need to be able to put something together on the other half of the field, right? Like think about all the right backs and left backs of the world and think about their offensive output, right? You've got these guys bombing down the line overlaps coming inside like Grimaldo, right? Coming inside, acting as another offensive player, creating mismatches on the other side, right? It, it's no longer that typical four flat, right? You're right back, you stay back and defend. You're left back, you stay back and defend, right? You don't really get up the line. It's evolved in a, in a much different way that, yeah, defending is the part, right? If you're a right back or a left back and you can't defend, you're fucked, right? A la Grimaldo, a la Nuno Tavares, right? There's going to be frustrations. But if you can somewhat defend and and give us something going forward, it at least creates some instability on the offensive side, right? But if you're just going to be a clear-cut defender, fine. But you're going to probably create some problems for that right side. Like, think about how much offense we create 
um, with Gilberto at right back. We don't create much, right? Because he doesn't overlap. He doesn't get down the line, right? So it, it creates that one-dimensional offense on that side, right? And then you're forced to attack on the other side, right? And that's the thing, right? Where you think of like PZ and Almeida on that right side, right? Two of them fucking work really good together. And Ender Almeida is not fast, right? But they just somehow know how to be where they need to be. The overlaps are good, coming inside, going outside. And I just think that that's the one thing that, and who knows, maybe next year with the preseason, it may be different. But again, I just, I don't think that he's good enough to be on Benfica. And he hasn't showed me. And again, I know that he's done decent in, in a run of games that he had, but I don't think that he's, he should be anywhere near this team, even as a second option. In my opinion, so so I'm I'm just gonna say one more thing. So last year, I think uh, left back and right back were huge holes that we needed to plug, and I was not satisfied with that at all. I thought you know with with both Tavares playing there at one point, like we were just completely weak in those two positions. This year, they 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 made some purchases, right? They got um, Gilberto, they brought in Diogo. I think that's the least of our worries this year. I think they did enough to kind of plug the problem i mean i think there's still a big question mark with andre almeida i think you know he's older a year older he's injury prone now like i think that's back-to-back seasons where he's been hurt um you know a full year without playing there's a big question mark with him but if he comes back and is you know can can play i think we're good at right right back left back i think there's bigger holes to fill on the team so i don't think um gilberto you know, is going anywhere. I think he's, he's fine, you know, playing as a, you know, a utility player or a specialist, if you want to call it when, when, when need be. Okay. Fair. Um, next topic we have here is keep three, sell three, buy three. So when you say Um, buy three, buy three, like realistic players. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put too much thought into that. That's fine. So I'll, I'll go first. All right. So my keep three of this team, I would keep Otamendi, Lucas Verissimo, and Darwin. Those would be the absolute three that I would keep. I would. Can we can, can we go like uh, like our keeps and then our, our sells and our buys? Yeah, sure. So I'll do I'll do keep, and I guess I'll give you context into why. Otamendi, I think, is the spine of this team. Leadership, you know. He's going to leave it all on the field. Lucas Verissimo, I think, has the potential to be like a Luis Elm was to Benfica, maybe not as long, but I think that he has he has shown that he has the tools to be a really good purchase for Benfica and such a short price. I wouldn't be surprised if in two years' time or three years' time, Benfica is able to sell him for $15, 20000000 I think he has a really good upsell. And Darwin, because of the investment that we made in him, he's still young, and I still think that he has the potential to to make Benfica a significant amount of money um, in the next three, four years. Oscar, what's your three keeps? I had Verissimo, Otamendi, and Weigel. And and by I agree, if we got a replacement for Weigel, I don't mind him going. Like a, if we got Who'd you say? Weigel, Verissimo, and Otamendi. Okay. Right. So I think Otamendi and Verissimo are solid. I, like my, I agree with Michael. He said about Otamendi. He came in and I didn't believe in him. And I thought he was a <laughs> and, But he's, caught, he's, he's the only one that shows God on that team. 
Uh, Verissimo, like you said, is a young player that comes in and he can be potentially like a Luizão. Um, he's really good in the air. He's good defensively. He's smart position. So he, he's that guy. And I had the PZ, but I know I want to. I, I need him to go because I had him. Me, make a team. I keep PZ because he's my man. So that's it. Wait, so, but you, you're, you're, you're not staying with. You're not keeping PZ though, right? No, because he's the only one that can actually make us some money, and we need the money. All right, and your your other keep was Weigel? Yes, Weigel, because of, like you said about Darwin, his investment that we put in him, and I don't think right now we get it back. And I, he's, he's come into the team, the midfield. He's basically the only one that's shown some uh, some consistency in that midfield. And I think he's still young, no? Um, yeah, just trying 20, to... 24. I'm just trying to pull it up here. Let me see. Defensive midfielder. Um, he's twenty five, so he's still young, right? Like his market value on transfer market is twenty million, yeah. right? So, I mean, he's still got plenty of upsell when mm -hmm. it comes to to his market value. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think, and if he keeps playing the way he does, and if he could plays in the Champions League, I think he has the potential of in two years' time making Benfica some money. At the worst case, we get the investment back, yeah, right? Okay. No, and he's been consistent. Like he's come, he's come through. So like, why get rid of a player once he, he sets into the team? Why get rid of him now? You know. True, Kenny. Before I go to you, for anyone in the chat, tell us who the three in today's line or in today's full squad that you would keep um, for next year, Kenny. So so I agree with all those guys, right? Unfortunately, we just we only have three to keep. So I actually went. The only different one I have is Everton. So I went with Lucas. Verissimo, Everton, and Darwin. What? I, I think those three, um, the investments we made, I think they're – well, with Lucas, Verissimo, he is, like you said, I feel like he's going to be the – you know, maybe not as long of a career as Luis Zoun, but he's like kind of going to be our, our Luis Zoun on the defense for the future. Everton and Darwin, there's huge price tags there. I think they're young players – uh, I just, I, you know, they, they have to develop into good players. I would keep them. I think if they fill out to the potential that they could be and that we expect them to be, they could be, you know, superstars. So I would go with Lucas Everton and Darren, but I mean, Otamendi and, um, and Weigel are two guys I, I would, I want to keep as, as well. I just, Otamendi's older. So, you know, that's, that's a little bit of a, a different scenario and Weigel, I mean, he's he's our whole midfield right now, so he's he's a you know he's good case for him to to be a keeper too. Okay, all good shouts here. Darwin, Julian, and Diogo Milton says Jonathan. He must be drunk from celebrating the title. Nuno Tavares, Tarat, and Jardel. I think he's talking about uh, people too. Another sparkling <laughs> loser. I can't believe you losers are on here watching this. <laughs> and Jean Miguel says Otamendi, Verissimo, and Everton. I agree with that too. I think if Everton hits it off, he's our cash cow. And I said he, had, he, had, he has the, the it factor. He does. And it's all about him playing a few when games. He, when he scores, now he yeah, now <laughs> he cares. He, he cares. Didn't, he didn't even have to cry to care, right? Look at that. Yeah, he showed emotion, though. That's emotion. It's called emotion. All right. Do you? right. Let's do sell. Um, can I start with sell? Yeah, go. You can go first. All right. The whole Set. team. <laughs> I told you, I knew it. I had, to, I wanted to say that all of those names. Too. <laughs> Wonder, let's keep going. Who, so are keep your, going. who are your top three? Top three to go. Holy shit! How do I start? 
Samaris because he hasn't been doing nothing, and I think he's just eating up our, our salary. And I love Samaris, okay? So don't get me wrong. Um, Tavares because I, I don't see potential in him like Tank does. I think he's, he's just a waste. And Vlaco because he wants to win. <laughs> oh, and Gabriel because Gabriel. <laughs> I, I, and Sefi because he misses every fucking set. I, I want them all to leave. <laughs> all right. Um, Kenny, who would you sell? What are your three? <clears throat> Look, so Milton's selling the top, the, top, the top two of our plays. Look at him. Oh, Mil- that's why. Yep, Milton says PZ Rafa Sef. Jean Miguel says Grimaldo Rafa Vertongen. Okay. So good. I mean, they're my replacements. You can't just sell those guys and not have anybody to come in. I want to see the. Well, how do you know? How do you know what their buys are going to be? Let's yeah, see what their I'm buys are. Right. So, so I, I, I agree with Oscar. There's a lot of players that need to be off this team next year. But realistically, I mean, we still need to field the team, and I don't know if we can make as big an investment as we did this past year. So I went the route of of who's got market and could be really potentially leaving the team. So I went with Grimaldo, Stefanovic, and PZ. Um, Grimaldo, because I, I think his run is over on the team. Um, I like him as a player. I, I do. I think he's been a, a good, you know, Benfica player, but I think he's got a, enough market to to make the next step, and I think he'll do that. Seth had a fantastic year. I think, it, you know, take what we have right now. He might not be able to pull this off again. Ride it into the win and get as much as you can out of him. Um and then PZ, again, similar to Grimaldo, I just think his run's over at Benfica. I like him as a player. I thought he's been a great leader. But um, there has to be some short, sort of shakeup in the team. And I think, unfortunately, PZ's going to be the scapegoat. Okay. I had Grimaldo as well. I had Seferovic as well. And my third one was Rafa, I think. Just like, like I think Grimaldo has been a good servant. I think he's had his ups and downs, but I think it's time for him to just explore other options. Uh, appreciative of what he's done, he was he had a couple seasons where he was a, he was a monster. Um, Shuanina says, "PZ, my heart, Kenny, you're breaking her heart, dude." Um, <laughs> Oscar's heart too, because I know he doesn't want to see him go. But uh, yeah, I think Grimaldo's. I think we we can make some money off of him. Um, so I, I would say we move him on. Seth, you just you're right. This, we can talk about him for the next hour about why he should go. Again, he was a free transfer, so that I think there's uh, we're gonna make money at the end of the day. And Rafa, I think similar to, to Grimaldo, right? I, I like Rafa. He's when he's on, he's on. When he's not on, he's not on. Like there's no middle for him. He's either you know everyone's chasing him trying to catch up and he's getting fucking pushed around or he just like puts his head down and just runs into everyone. Like he just, for me, there's no middle there. And I think he has a market. He's still young. He's got pace. I think he's got the tools to be a really good player, but I just think he needs a new challenge. He needs, uh, you know, a new manager. He needs a new league, new teammates, something that's maybe going to force him to, try something different. Um, and again, he's still young enough to be able to, to develop a little bit more or to improve his game. So I would say those three are going to probably get us the best uh, investment. Are there any outside of those three or the, the ones that we mentioned that you would also throw in the bunch to go? Yeah. Like the, from an investment perspective in terms of like that, you think we would get good money for. Yeah. Vlaco. Yeah. yeah. 
Vlaku will be another one. Um, I think at this point, uh, Tarat could be a, a, a toss-up into the, into the into going. Uh, Let's see what Sadvi. His market, his market value on transfer markets, four point four million. Tarat. He's thirty-one years old. Don't forget that. Yeah, Sadvi's young, isn't he? He's 20, 26. Yeah, he's still young. And so, rumor I mean, has it Celta's looking after him. And I heard something like they, the rumor is like ten million or twelve million. His I mean, market value on on transfer market is five point five million US. So, I mean, if someone offered ten or twelve pay? million, uh, for him we paid six point two US in two thousand sixteen. What, what yeah. the, wasn't somebody saying that they're looking at Tavares like somebody in uh, Italy or? There was rumor that Napoli wanted him, but honestly, again, like, what the fuck do they see? In him? I like, don't care what they see in him. If they want him, take him, <laughs> dude. Legit. Even if even if they come in with ten million, be like, I mean, he's still young, right? He still has the ability to to improve. But fuck, man, I can't see anything in him. I I just can't see it. Um, let me just look at this list here. See if there's anyone else. Right. So um, we got Seth PZ Everton. We should, we need to clear Samadis because of the salary he gets. No, right. he's, probably, he's probably one of the highest salaries we have. Juanina says, "Shock, no one wanted Jardella. I'd give him so for free." Is he retiring? I think he's retiring. I think he's retiring. Yeah, and yeah, our I guess our approach for sell was more like who's going to get us money to be able to reinvest. Jardel is not going to get us money yeah, he's, he's <laughs> apart retiring. from apart from losing his salary. Um, but he's no one's going to pay money for that guy. Um, buys. Kenny, I know you said you didn't put too much thought in it, so I'll start with Ken or Oscar. Who would you uh, buy? I, would, I, I oh, go ahead. That's fine. If if we lose, say like a Rafa or a Pizzi, I would want to get Galeno from Braga. Okay. okay. If we lose a Rafa or Pizzi again, I like to get the Beto from Portimonense. Okay, these are good buys, not expensive. I don't know what Galeno would go after. If we want to lose a Gilberto, get a replacement for a Dramira or something like that, I'll look at Ricardo Pereira, who's coming back from injury. I don't know if he, if he, they would loan him out because he could be solid for us in the right back. Um, and then lastly, if we want to get rid of Tarapt, I would look at Masterati. Masterati. Yeah. Or a rescue William Carvalho. That's my dream. Oh, man. No. Okay. Can I? I actually. Yeah, I actually, you can go. go. I do this really quickly, right? So I went with just players that we played against this year that kind of stood out to me, and some of them have been rumored, right? So the first one is Betu from uh, Pokemon Yeah. That's okay. Betu. Uh, I also said Musrati just because. Well, the next two are midfielders because I think our biggest overhaul needs to be in the midfield. Mm-hmm. So I have Musrati, and I liked a lot the game against family count and i've seen a few other games the name ivan uh ivan jaime spanish midfielder i think he's loaned out to family count but that kid and he's he's put on some highlights on some other games he's a good player young he's only 20 years old um i thought he stood out to me this season um i don't know his statistics i'm just like pure eye test Good. Ivan Jaime. Yeah, see. I think he's a good player. He's twenty. He is 
Family Count Bottom from. Oh, I thought Mala it was on loan. Malagueño for 550,000 US dollars. He's got 19 games in the league, three goals, three assists. Only a thousand minutes played, so he hasn't started that many games. Okay, that's a good shout. That's a that's an, a curveball yeah. there. I like I liked him. I, he really did st stood out to me, and he's he's got a he's a he's a pure midfielder. Um, I don't know if he's like a box to box. He's more probably more of an attacking midi, but I think he stood out. I thought he was a good player. From Family Count, the rumor in the center mid for Benfica was um, Ugarte. Uh, I think he's number eight for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Paul Sesame can't have an Evo that's very good. Uh, that's probably him. Evo Rodriguez. Oh, Evo Rodriguez. Oh. He's on loan, I think. He's a left winger. Um, but the Ugarte kid, yeah, Manuel Ugarte. He's from. He's Uruguayan. Yeah, Uruguay. He's 20 years old. He's he number eight. Has 17 matches, one goal, two assists. Yeah, but he's not like a he's not like the goal scoring midfielder. He's like the the box to box midfielder. Um, but again, I only saw him in the games that he played against Benfica and and Sporting and Porto. My buys. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. I'm going Reggie Cannon for a no right way. back. Yes. Dude, young kid. He's got pace. He's got a lot of upsell. A lot of potential. I think Benfica needs a right back bat, like a, a right back. Bobista. Um, I think he would be a good signing. Um, I think he's like 23 or something like that. Um, my next one would be Almuzrati, which I think we all agreed on. I think he's that steal in the midfield. That he's the David Pereira of uh, of playing in Portugal. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh he's still young. He's like twenty three years old. Um, let me see, pull him up here. But he's he's uh much younger than I thought he was. And I, his release clause I think is twenty million. Um, but I'd be surprised if anyone paid that to Braga. But we shall see. Um, he is born in ninety six. He's twenty five. And he's been in Portugal for a while, right? He was at Vitória Guimarães B. He went to the A team, and then he was on loan to Riuav, and he's been at Braga. So he's, he's familiar he with like the league. Correct. He's familiar with the league. And then my last one is a left back. Um, oh, you're going backs. Ruben Vinagre from Family Cal. Another young kid. Um, I think he was at Benfica's youth, if I'm not mistaken, when he was younger. Uh, let me see here. Ruben Vinag left he back. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Twenty-two years old. Uh, oh, he's at Sporting. Damn, he's been on a lot of teams. Sporting, Bolnes, Monaco, U19s, Academic Coimbra. He was at Wolves, Olympiacos, and then Wolves he sold him. He wasn't too bad at the uh, Wolves. He played a few games there. Yeah. So, those would be my. My three. Jean Miguel says, or Milton so, says, he wants Gerson back. Gerson? Oh, from Brazil. Isn't that guy played at Roma? He played at Roma before. Yeah. Yep. Jean Miguel says, buy Musati Vinagre, Gerson, or another mobile center back or center back to complete the three backs. Oh yeah, he said he wanted to get rid of Vertonghen. Um. But and, don't we have a don't we have another kid coming up from the youth that's supposed to be good? 
that's a center back. We have Morato, who was in Brazil that Benfica paid like fucking eight million for a few years ago, and he hasn't had a chance to play on the top uh, team much. But we have a few center backs. Um, Kalaika still down there. We got him a few years ago, um, and he hasn't come up. We had uh, fuck the guy from Argentina that came back, and I think we got rid of him again. Um, Conti? Oh, no, Conti, uh, another Conti. one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we got. Let's see, detailed. Let me see on the B team. We got uh, center backs. We got. Well, he hasn't played much. We got Pedro Alvaro. We got Morato. Pedro Gensius, Tomazarujo is one guy that his name comes up fairly often. Um, we got a few guys down there that I think have potential, but again, I don't see them getting too many chances uh, at the top top level. Um, can I can I ask you a question? So, what do you guys think is the the like? So I'm I'm just surprised, right? You went right back, left back, and mid and um, you know defensive midi. I me personally, I think like the defensive side of the ball is not that big of a a need right now. I think offensively, you know, offensive midfielders, maybe a, a box to box midfielder, wingers or forward. I think that's what we need to fill in on the team. Uh, what are your thoughts? I I agree with that, but like we have to take we have to take in consideration. Is like we just talked about. Is Gilberto and Diogo good enough for to play in Champions League as a right as a right back? Right? Is Grimaldo and Tavares good enough to play there? So we need to fill those spots with somebody with uh like if Grimaldo gets hurt, we put in Servi there or Tavares. Now is that enough to play in Champions League? Yeah, but no. then 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 I mean you can't you're not gonna invest throughout the entire team, right? I mean, no, not, you know. You have, you have, so, you have so are you more comfortable with that, or are you more comfortable with um, Gabriel? Midfield, and... I put William Carvalho and Maserati. Uh, or Ma- Maserati. Maserati. Yeah. So I, I put two two top players there to fill that midfield. A midfield. I, I don't want that up to be a guy that that has to fill in the midfield. I don't trust him. Weigel is a player that it, that is good, but needs somebody decent or just as good next to him to complete that midfield. But did but didn't you just say that you're you think we need to focus on the offensive side or was that Kenny? That was Kenny. I oh, think, okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say if you put William Carvalho and Amos Ratti in that midfield, you lose a little bit of creativity in the center of the park, in my opinion. You get a lot of steel, you get a lot of uh, coverage right across the field, but I think you lose that. I guess that vision that you know your box to box or your number yeah, eight you're is going to give you. You're playing. You're playing for a tie every game. You're you're playing scared. I, no. I, I'm it's not like tired of it's like Benfica playing with Feja and Matic or, or Javi and and Matic. But, but that's when we have a though. Correct, but we had a shit ton of players around them. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and you also had Di Maria fucking yeah, dangling I, everybody. That's the need- reason. I put, that's the reason I put a bet to Galeno and and players like that come in, come in because those are the players that will bring offense. Would you start Beto over Darwin? Would I start right now? Today? Yes. <laughs> I think Darwin has better numbers than Beto. That's fine. But, Dar- <laughs> but, but, but to me, it's like, is Darwin's not ready to, to, to be our number one? He's not. But what makes I you can't. think Beto would be if he's playing a fucking Portimonense? What I pressure does he have? That. 
I mean, I can't. Well, we, give, we give Darwin a chance. Why not give Beto a chance? Maybe Beto will be a guy that comes in and stands out. Paulinho had a great season at Braga, and then he came, went to Sparta, scored one goal. I don't. Yeah. I I agree. I think Mikey said this before. I don't think Pino sees a Benfica jersey ever. Yeah, I think he's one of those that goes in the front door and goes out the back door straight. I away. think that was. I don't know what why that sign that signing happened out of panic and like then we kind of like oh shit what did we do? I think this? it was because we didn't know if Verissimo was coming, and we had to cover our backs. Yeah, I don't know what the hell the, the plan is with that, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of question marks here. Um, just looking through this list, right? Like for me, I think Audi leaves for sure. Um, Do we replace him with anybody? That's the thing, right? I was just going to say, does Svilad come in as the backup and Elton stays as the primary? Yeah. Probably more likely. Okay. Let's, go, let's go by. Let's go. Okay. So we got rid of Vlaco. Do we, you don't replace him with anybody? Just keeps keeps the virus a backup, right? Now yeah. our back line. Let's get rid of one guy and replace him with another guy in the back line. I, I, who's your guy to go? Is minus Tavares? One defender. Yeah, it was a Grimaldo for you. I would say Grimaldo. Yeah. But you yeah. have to replace him with somebody else, right there. You can't have Tavares as the number one. Yeah, I told you who my left back was. You put the guy it, from Family Cal. Vinagre, right? Vinagre. Yeah. All right, so we replace Grimaldo with Vinagre. You think that's an improvement? Um, I think it's an improvement in the sense that he can be – you can work him more in the sense of like mold him to be what you want him to be. Grimaldo's already older. I, I just think he's past like his – you know, I've done this. I want something new. I want a new challenge. And I think Milton said it in the comments earlier, but – um, you know, he says Grimaldo's body language just doesn't look the same. Um, as is it just me or is Grimaldo's body language off? Um, again, we've all talked about how Grimaldo's not great defensively. Um, from what I've seen, again, I didn't watch the whole season, but I I would be willing to bet that Binagar is not worse than than Grimaldo. You really, Offensive. You, really, you really think it's an improvement right there, like, especially for the first season? Like, if next year we, we're playing Champions League, you think Vinagre playing over Grimaldo is an improvement for Mifika, even though I know I know the potential. The Experience-wise, no. It's obviously not an improvement out of the gates, right? Grimaldo's got a shit ton of experience, right? But, like, who else do you go get? There's, I would be surprised if Grimaldo stayed. Would you guys be surprised if he stayed? If he, if he stayed? stayed? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I would be very surprised if he stayed. I just feel yeah, like but he's. This, but this is not what Adidas San wants to do. It's just, this is your your personal opinion, like what you want to do happen. I would sell him. I think we get money. I say we get money for him now. And I'd sell him too. I would sell right, him. So right there, you replace him with Vinagre. With Vinag, okay. So mm -hmm. right there, I don't think we improve. In my opinion, okay? but I think we improve in the sense that we're going to play with three backs. I don't think we play with a four. Yeah, but then the three backs, Vinagre plays up for, uh, in the as a wing back. Yeah, as a wing back. Yeah. And now Grimaldo, that's where he excels. Correct, but Grimaldo is going to get us money now. I so you're talking about the money, not about the the, the improvement on the team. Correct. So I don't think I the I think the only thing that Grimaldo gives us more is the experience in offense. Offense Grimaldo is is that guy when on a three back. He's he's that guy that plays the wing. He's that's where he excels. He doesn't. He's, he he kind of sucks defensively, but with three backs is where he's his prime is. 
even against Porto, the first game when Tavares played behind him, that midfield going up is where he excels. It, it's it, it's is basically where he's made for. So with us getting three backs and going to that three back system and replacing Grimaldo and that's sh- that's his spot. We finally got him to where he he plays well. Is now getting better, in my opinion. Who's the defender that you sell? Tavares, and I replace. And there you can replace him with Vinagre. Yeah, but you can't use Tavares. That's like a that's a cop out, right? Because he's like I no. I just I just don't. I, Grimaldo gets hurt. <laughs> we have Tavares, and I want. I don't want to do Tavares. So, of the regulars, defenders, who would you replace? The regulars, not fucking not Nuno Tavares, who doesn't would- play. I, to me, it'll be a, I have to get a backup. I wouldn't take to start, touch the the starting eleven, the on the back line. I wouldn't start. Diogo to me is playing well. I wouldn't take him out, especially on the back, three back. Vimaldo excels in a three back, and Vertogen, Otamendi, and Verissimo are solid on three back. So I wouldn't touch the back line other than the backups. Okay. What do you What do you use as a backup center back? Backup center back. We have like a billion coming. Yeah, but uh, who? We have Pinho coming. Pinho's a forward guy. Yeah, Pinho's a forward. No, no. Who are you smoking? No, 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 I'm not talking about the wrong We got Morato on the B team. We got fucking Ferru coming back. <laughs> Do you want Yeah, center, center backs. We don't have J- – Jardel's gone. Jardel's gone. Yeah. We don't have any depth there as a center back. You got Vigo that can play there. Samadis can play there. But, but in I terms of experience, gone. you don't have many center backs. We have Conti coming back, right? Conti's not going to fucking stay. Yeah, I actually think we're going to end up getting another center back. We have to, I think. I agree, because I don't think Ferro's going to stay. I mean, I I wouldn't mind. If I had to replace that center back to come back, I wouldn't mind getting a Santa Clara center back. That's ours. It was ours from the beginning. Cardoso? Yeah, Yeah. but you're going to have to pay for him. All right. But that's that's as a backup, because I wouldn't touch the starting. So something that's cheap money that we can work in. So maybe even Morato from coming in as a backup, you know, to replace a yellow card here or there, he'll be my guy. Now let's let's look at midfield. Who would you take out of the midfield? Completely gone to replace As a, to improve the team, not to make money or to just Tarat. So you take out Tarat and you put who you replace there box to box. Amuzrati, Amuzrati, all day. So so that's that's the, I thought that's you guys a, that's a major improvement. But that's but that's more defensively though, right? That's not it's not gonna you're not gonna risk any passes. But Weigel's but Weigel's more mobile than William Carvalho is, I think. Right. And and I said on those two positions, I had William Carvalho dash one, one or the other. We have to, to get to improve that midfield. I think yeah. both can improve. If William comes, Weigel pushes up. And Weigl William's has, not going to – you really think William's going to come? Well, he's not, but he's not playing much at, at Celta. So so I, I, I'm, you never know if he wants to restart his career to – Weigel did it. Yeah, but, right? but William Carvalho is like in his 30s, no? No, he's got to be 29 or maybe maybe 30. He, he might be one of those guys that looks old as fuck, but he's not. <laughs> no, he's got to be 29, 30. I mean, when he's got his big all, he's like 38. Yeah, but you have to think that, that I, I, I really think that uh, William has it. He's he's a solid, solid. 29. Player. He's 29, right? So think about it. We take If if Trap goes, William comes in, we move Weigel to the number eight position. Yeah, Paul. I, I mean, yeah, Oscar. He's on Betty. He's not on Celta. Whatever. Fuck it. The same shit. <laughs> Just two two scrub teams from Spain. They probably can be a top three. Tank says Jetson and Tino. They're coming they, back. Do you think they stay? I think they no. go in the front door and come out the back. Yeah. 
I mean, like I've called, I called for just for a for a Tino before, and he doesn't even. I guess he doesn't even start at Monaco. Never mind. Yeah, he doesn't even make it on the bench most games. All right. So, so, so you you replace him with the with the 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 Maserati guy, right? So that's an improvement. I think that's an improvement, no matter yep. what. I, I agree. That's I had my the same thing as well. So that's good. Now, uh, what about up top? Who would I replace? Seth. Seth. 100%. I think we all agree with that. You put there with who? If I had to go get, I mean. You have to think this this, this replacement has to score over 20 goals a season. That's to improve the team. I don't think his replacement, I think Darwin starts next season. Why why, why is it? Yeah. Why why do you not assume Darwin scores 20 goals? I think no, Darwin could. starts because he's going to have a preseason. He's got a season under his belt, yeah, a little no, bit more could. confidence. But the replacement of Seth, because Darwin's already there. So I'm talking about Do you think if we start Seth and we get another guy, and to start with Darwin, it needs to score 20 goals a season. To Do, you think, to Do you think Vinicius comes back? If Vinicius comes back, he scores 20 goals. I think we sell him. I think him and Seth are the money makers. Milton says replace Seth with Josie Altador. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> so, then, so then Oscar Spinu then Oscar Spinu starts. No, I don't think I would go if we get rid of Seth, then I would go with a guy like Betu, but I don't think he starts. I think Betu's a guy that you know comes so, so off the bench. With, with all these replacements, we're not improving the team much other than Maserati in the midfield. Yeah, but that's a huge improvement. That's yeah, a, that's, massive. That's a, I massive think that's our biggest improvement. hole. Yeah, yeah, that that is. I agree with you. The midfield is the the thing we haven't figured out yet, right? The midfield is what we haven't figured out yet. With Jesus hasn't figured out, so I think Maserati coming in and and starting that midfield is huge, right? But we're we're, get, we're getting rid of guys that right now are better than the replacements, other than midfield, other than the midfield. And and we can't because Seth has been. I mean, when he put, I, I want him gone. Believe me, he's not a striker that I want. But we need to get him. If we're gonna get, get rid of him for twelve million, we have to get somebody for twelve million that'll score twenty goals. Yeah, but Oscar, I mean, let's look at half of Seth's goals. They're all most of them are all tap-ins. Any any other forward can be in the right position and tap tap the ball in. Probably they more than him. Not, that's a problem. Well, but they're also not they're, they're not playing right. If they're if they're in this position, I, if they're playing ninety minutes. Kenny, every time Darwin plays 90 minutes and he plays as a striker when Seth is not in there, he's in the corner flag. Because I, I, I get it. I get it. And that and that might be that might that might end up being Darwin's thing, right? Maybe he's not maybe he's not in box forward. Maybe he's a he's a player that needs space coming from the outside, right? He's had a couple of good games there. I'm just saying, who's to say fucking Pinu doesn't come in and and does the same you know, yeah, the same goals too. I, I mean, totally most of most of Seth's goals—they're nothing brilliant. They're all tap-ins, you know, majority of them. He'll he'll, he'll score, you know, a couple. Uh, the the goals, the majority of his goals are tap-ins. Let's let's be honest. They're not like these crazy ass goals. He'll score one in, here and there that are like incredible, but they're mostly tap-ins. So, I think that yeah, you can get another average forward no. and get almost the same production out of him. Do you think if we start Darwin, which I think we will start Darwin next week, next next year, right? Do you think we need a solid player, more experienced player next to him, right? So not make Darwin our most expensive and plus a guy we will rely on to, to win us games, right? We can't do that to the – he's 20 years old. He's, he's going to choke just like he did this year, right? So we need a guy that's that basically will take the 
the pressure off of him to score some goals. Do you, do think, you know who that's going to be? Do, do you think Luke is? Yep. I think the two of them, with the preseason, with the proper time off, with the time with, with the coaching staff, with the team, we saw what they were capable of at the beginning of the season, and then they burnt out for whatever reason. Luca has goals in him. Um, and I think that he has him having goals in him takes pressure off of the striker. And then I think that players like Everton are hopefully if they, if they perform like we expect them to perform, right. I think we should have goals in other areas of the team going forward. And I think that's been our problem is right. If Seth doesn't score, no one was scoring. Right. And now you got Everton scoring a few goals. PZ had an off year in accordance to what we're used to seeing from him, right? But PZ was that guy that when the strikers weren't able to score, PZ scored, right? So when you only have one or two sources of goals, you're fucked, right? Like you need some, we need goals from the midfield, right? We don't have goals from the midfield. That, that's going to be Everton. Goals from the midfield. Weigel doesn't score goals from the field, right? So if your front three aren't scoring and you only got one guy that's scoring, you're screwed, right? Like you're one dimensional, right? So if, if we contain this guy, we'll take our chances with that guy, right? So I think Darwin and Waldo, for me, unless we go out and buy someone that is completely a surprise, I think those two are the starters again um, to start the season. I don't know if I, you guys disagree. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen because, I mean, there there was a big investment with both of them, so – they have to try it out, and it did. It did kind of work out in the beginning of the season, and then it kind of faded away. So I yeah, yeah. But we had to rely on Seth because yeah. it didn't work out. Right, right, correct. So without without with Seth being sold, if we sell Seth, right, we need a guy like Vinicius back. We do because he'll be the only other experienced player that will score his goal. Was proven to be scoring us goals, right? Proven goal scorer for us, right? Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we but can run. We can start. We can throw Ramos in there. We can throw Luke in there. We can throw Darwin there. But they have they give us no guarantees, right? So no, I agree rare. with that. It, that's rare. Yeah. So so we need we need a, a, a Vinicius, even if it's like a, a January Ramos explodes or or Luke explodes and Darwin starts scoring goals and playing well, and then in January we get rid of Vini. I think I if- just. If Seth goes and Vinny goes, Benfica has to reinvest that in some striker, right? Whether it may not be a striker that is the starter, but they have to invest in it, right? You can't go through the season with Waldo, Darwin, and uh, Ramos. and Ramos, right? And even if Rodrigo Pino, right? Like, and again, I don't think he sees the field, but you can't go into the season with just those three options, right? Mm-hmm. Like, none of those are pure goal scores, right? Darwin, we hope, will become that. Waldo is a number 10, more of a false nine. And Ramuz is a striker. But again, like we don't know what he's capable of at the top level consistently. So if if Vinny doesn't come back and stay, Benfica obviously has to invest in some sort of striker, preferably probably someone with a little bit more experience, but with the understanding that you're probably not going to be a starter out of the gate, right? You may earn it, but you're not going to start straight away. I don't know if you agree with me, Kenny. No, I agree. And, and I What'd you huh? say? Depends how much we invest. If you invest twenty million on a striker, you're gonna start him. You're not gonna invest. Not I, gonna there's invest no way. After spending twenty five million on on Darwin, no, not, no. no chance they spend twenty million on another striker. If Why they get rid of Steph and Vinny doesn't come back, 
Dude, they spent twenty million on fucking Luca, twenty five million on Darwin. You yeah. think they're gonna go spend another twenty million on another forward? They Plus might. we spent money yeah. on Everton. Yeah. No yeah. chance. If they get rid of if they get rid of Vinny and get rid of Seth, you're getting at least thirty million. Yeah, but you're not Correct. gonna spend the thirty million. Correct. Don't forget that Benfica's not in the Champions League. They are in the Champions League. No, they're in the qualifier. Qualifying. They're in the playoff. <laughs> Benfica Benfica was in the qualifier too, and we got fucked and we got knocked out of the Champions League. So Benfica has to be careful with their investment. And if they're going to spend big, I don't see them spending big until that playoff. And don't forget, so if, if Man United, if Villarreal, if Man United wins the Europa League, uh, I believe it's this way. If, if Man United wins the Europa League, Benfica goes to the last playoff round, right? So this year we would have played, we played Pauk, and if we won, we would have played Krasnodar, and then we would have got into the Champions League. I believe it's it's this way around. If Man United wins the Europa League, Benfica goes to the last playoff. So it's two games, win, you're in. If they don't win the Europa League, Benfica has to go back to that third qualifier, win two legs, and then go to another qualifier, win two legs, and then you're in the Champions League. So there's still... So I, Mike, are you a Manchester United fan now? No. I fucking care about Manchester United. Fuck those guys. They don't uh, want to win the Europa League? I do, but I also think that Benfica should be more than capable to fucking get past two teams in the qualification round. Like if we if we fail in the qualification round again, like there's a massive problem. Wait, but is, but it, right, this year's two legs because last year was only one. Two round. legs, correct. All right, that's a big difference because like we would have not have lost to Paul Walk if we had two legs. I agree. I don't think we would have, but it's two legs this year. So yeah, I don't I don't see us investing a lot of money given that we just spent. Our net spend wasn't a hundred. We spent, we invested a hundred, but our net spend I think ended up being like thirty million with sales. But I don't see us spending another twenty million on an offensive player given the investment that we made in offensive players this off season. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of question marks. Um, Saturday we got Sporting at home. I know you Sporting fans are still in the chat, getting really excited about that game. The only excitement of this game is one that it's a it's a derby, but two, we could be the team that tarnishes that zero in the loss column for Sporting this season. It would be good to at least get some, uh, I guess, uh, excitement out of out of the outcome here. Um, Benfica host Sporting. They won the title this year, this this evening. So there's not really much to play for for them, other than try to go without losing a game this season. I'll get you guys predictions now. Um, Kenny, what do you think is going to be this five score? zero Benfica? Ecaradio. <clears throat> Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> and we'll have uh, Paul on on Monday. Why? To, for Seriously? the recap, the recap of the game. No, Hopefully, no, 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 no. Hopefully it's a I, defeat and he's got a sourpuss face on. I un, I uninvite Paul right now. <laughs> uh, Oscar, what's your prediction? I think we're going to win. I'm willing to – I think it's going to be one of those games where with Sporting doesn't – was going to say, oh, I don't, oh, we played too. We didn't give a shit. Mourinho, Mourinho is your guy, blah, blah, blah. So he, he, he took it easy on you guys. But I think we went 2-0. That's low. Um, Jay says two zero. I'm gonna say two one Benfica. Jay says two zero. Okay. 
Milton says Sporting fans ruin the Festa. All right. Well, to wrap it up here. Um, where where do they celebrate their, their campeonato? Not at Marquez, is it? Yeah, they did. Trying. I saw I saw a video and there was no one in like the area. I don't know if they no, were blocked they, off. Yeah, they they confined them to like a fenced in area. They wouldn't let them celebrate at the Marquez, but they were it's trying they to. They didn't like, have enough fence to make to fill that place up. No, no, no. They they were trying to get through the fence and like there was there was some like uh, people like causing problems. But uh, yeah, they're like trapped in their little gaiola. They're they're not getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Milton says they're getting beat up by the cops. Jay says all 50 of them. Um, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We we finally passed 12,000 followers. So our next yeah. target is next Thanks, 15. It's our next milestone. So give us a follow on, on Facebook. We continue by Fiquista. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel um, on there. Click the bell button so you get notifications. Um, and on Instagram as well. Uh, Ocantenio Benfiquista is our, our handle. Uh, Juanina says, poor guys haven't celebrated in 19 years. They get half-assed celebration. That's the, the sucky part, right? So anticlimactic where you've waited 19 years and you finally win it. All the stars align and okay. you don't have fans in the stadium. So let, let me ask you guys one question. And, and I, you know, this is, this is Spartan related, but do you think they'll go like another long, maybe not 19 years, but do you think they're going to like be more competitive moving forward? Or do you think it's going to be another like 10, 15 years until no. they win another? No, I think they, uh, they I, win more frequently. They, I'll tell you if they keep the, the, the core of the team, cause they have young, good talent. Um, they, but they won't keep it. That's the problem. They need the money. So they'll sell a lot of that talent. Then go back to the same chaos, which is freaking buying junk and selling junk that's what i don't i don't think so i think i think they'll get uh they'll have to sell a few guys just because they won't be able to turn down some of the money i think them going into champions league and getting some of that cash i think helps um but i think sporting will be here to stay in terms of competitiveness which i think is good joining has only took a global pandemic and i love it i love it right there i think they uh I think they will be more competitive and I think they'll have a say going forward. I think they have a, a decent structure. I guess my question for the Sporting fans is all those guys that were supporting Bruno Carvalho and he's the greatest president and we want him back. Are they still preaching the same thing now? The guy was a fucking lunatic. So I think it goes to show that you don't need an asshole president to win the league. Um, but yeah, I think, and all in all, I think... But you do need a Benfica player to coach Yeah, you need a Benfica coach. Um, I, I do think that... Sporting being competitive, I think also is better for the league, right? Like you don't have the same two all the time. There's, you know, another horse in the race. It makes it a little bit more interesting. It forces the other teams, right? Like in the past, maybe it was, you know, Benfica had to align themselves with what's with Porto invested, right? Like, okay, they're basically our main competition. Now with, with Sporting winning, them having some cash, I think it forces the mentality to be a little bit different, right? Like it's not just us in Porto anymore, right? Sporting's a legitimate threat, even though Braga, they say is a threat, right? But like, they've never really gotten that close apart from, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. But no, it, was not, it was not too, not too long ago where they got second place to Benfica and we had to win now in order to. Yeah. I think it was like eight years ago. Was it? I think it was when JJ was there the first time. Um, but yeah, so I, I think they're here to stay. I think they have a decent core. I think they'll lose some players, but um, I think they'll have they have enough talent 
to be able to build around um, without having to sell, you know, five, six players. So you think well, Ruben? Oh, oh, there, there's, their money can't be, I mean, without we, we, no fans in the stadium. Um, I mean, most Portuguese teams have to sell. Benfica had a good. Yeah, a but good, they're in Champions League now. They're in Champions they're not, League. They're going to try yeah. to keep that team together. As Correct. Much as they can. They have and to. they, and um, I saw the other day that they said, that they were going to give back. So the players at the end of the last season had to take like a 40% pay cut because of the pandemic. And the president said that they were going to give it back to the players after winning the title this year, right? So even without fans, right? Sporting also hasn't had a, a big wage bill either, right? Look at it that way, right? Like how many years have they gone where they haven't spent big? They haven't had big salaries, right? Paulinho is their biggest transfer, 15 million, right? So uh, they, haven't, they haven't had a big cloud over their head to say fuck you know we're we're hemorrhaging money right and we're not making money right whereas you know benfica's wage bill is a completely different story right between yeah. their technical staff right and they paid a lot for ruben and Murin, but i still think that's on layaway verandas that. done well you gotta give yes. him credit they, he's yes. done well and and next year i mean obviously if ruben's gonna be there I feel like next year is gonna be a big, big year for Ruben. I mean, is it? Was it a fluke? I yep. mean, it's it's gonna it could like change his entire career going forward if he's very successful again. It's too it bad is. that he couldn't have done it with Benfica. He could be the Portuguese version of Nagelsmann from uh, Leipzig. Young, young manager doing well. So we shall see. Joining us says yes, but their players are so young. I think they'll suffer in competitions like Champions. Hopefully, they'll perform well in Benfica too, so we get more spots. I agree. I think it'll be a good test. I think in the league, as well as on the European stage, if they can step up and, and perform. But, but guys, we still have something to play for too. Our, yeah. our season isn't totally over. I know Passa it's disappointing, Portugal. but Tasa <laughs> Portugal is still very important. It is. It'll be at least we get one title, which will be a good. must win. It's do a you must guys? Win. Do you guys remember when uh, we went ten years without winning a title, right? And then we won the, the Tasa Portugal versus Mourinho. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was yeah. beautiful. And that was, yeah, we celebrated like we won the World Cup and the. Well, dude, it kind of kicked it kick started us to the success that we had. We started winning leagues after that, and you know things started shaping up for us. That was a that was a big big deal. That, yeah, it was that, it was, that, it, was, it, was it was against yeah. it was like crazy. I remember that game. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. but we celebrated that thing that like like I like Sporting celebrates this one. When you don't win very often, the ones that you do win. You need to celebrate, right? Well, boys, it was a good conversation. Thanks, everyone, that was in the chat. Again, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Um, on Instagram, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor. We're out there, various places. Check us out. Share this post um, so we can reach more people. Like it. Tell your friends. Tell your dad whoever just tell someone share it with someone uh, your mom oscar said <laughs> can't leave the moms out um thanks everyone and we will catch you guys next week see you boys Take it easy, everybody